Welcome to the KNEO Community Connection, where we keep our finger on the pulse of what's coming up in the four state area, telling you about upcoming events you don't want to miss, organizations in our communities doing great work, and conversations with the dynamic citizens who are making it all happen. I'm your host, Luke Taylor, and this is a production of KNEO Radio in Neosho, Missouri, and the Sky High Podcast Network. And we have an exciting program ahead as we'll be talking to James Heaney of George Washington Carver National Monument about a nationalization ceremony on Thursday. We will also hear from KNEO's John Ball about a color run fundraiser that some McDonald County High School students organized. But first, we have a conversation with Taylor Cazada about a new Christian school that will be opening this fall in Joplin. And I'm going to let her tell you all about it. Hey, Taylor, thanks for joining me on the KNEO Community Connection. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I guess what I want to start about is uh, I just kind of like to to hear, um, I'd like to hear you speak about the importance of a Christian education and um, but why perhaps Christian parents, Christian families c- should consider this as an option. Yeah, so that's a great question. So first and foremost, why a Christian education? Um, it's really to allow our students, our families, our staff, and our community to have a safe space to learn. Um, and to continue, continue to grow, like practicing their faith in God um, as our Savior. So I would say that's the, the first and foremost, the most important thing when parents are considering a Christian education, to have a community that aligns to the values, um, not only the biblical values, but also the academic values as well. Um, so in education, I think in general today, um, outcomes are really important. And we know out, academic outcomes especially are important, but really the, the outcomes of um, how God changes our lives. Mm. And um, that's what we need to focus on. Um, when, we, when we follow God and, and when we know God, um, the academic outcomes um, in my heart and what I believe will come. So really just that alignment of our values and our moral, you know, our moral compass um, is the importance of choosing education or Christian education today. Well, and and perhaps this is becoming more and more clear just as the years go by, but a a Christian education can be quite a bit different from a secular education, can't it? Yes. Yes, it absolutely can. Uh, And I I hope that is something that families out there will will think about, uh, especially, you know, if they have young kids who are growing up, getting ready to to enter the school age, enter kindergarten and all that. Um, And they probably are thinking about those things. But uh, one thing we want to make sure they know about is that there actually is a new Christian school option that's opening up up there in Joplin. And so Taylor, I know you're, you're one of the founding families to get that school going. Can you tell us about it? Yes. So um, our new school that will be opening in Joplin is Pleasantville Christian School. Um, we'll be located at 1301 South Duquesne at the old Duquesne Elementary Building. So I would like to just give a little bit of who we are um, and uh, our how we got started and kind of our why. So first and foremost, um, we wanted to get Pleasantville Christian School off, off the ground and going to provide an, another school choice for our families. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our, our biggest missions um, is to grow young minds with a unique approach for honoring the past to prepare for the future. So really taking that, kind of taking education back down to the basics in the sense of, um, you know, removing the, the technology bar- barrier that we're seeing a lot um, and, and getting that biblical worldview back into the forefront of our family. So Kind of starting with that technology piece, um, we will be doing a lot of hands-on, tangible-type learning opportunities. Um, we will engage in homesteading, so we'll have a specific homesteading class that our students will engage with on a weekly basis, where they'll learn bread making and canning and how to grow a, um, 
a garden and, and all of those great things. Um, we will focus on uh, using Bob Jones University as our core content curriculum. Um, it's a biblical-based curriculum, uh, non-denominational. And alongside that, we're going to be implementing the Hillsdale 1776 curriculum out of Hillsdale College mm. um, to really focus on American history and civics, um, the true American history um, that I believe has been somewhat removed out of uh, secular education today. So right. we're excited about that, especially the the piece of that biblical worldview to where we can really work with our students to create, um, you know, that moral compass and for them to really understand the nature of God um, and the view of the nature of the man, the view of the nature of knowledge and a view of the right and wrong, um, as well as their view in the future. Mm. Well, hey, it sounds like y'all have put a really a lot of thought into what you want the students to know and, and learn about. And um, and you're right. Some of those things are are being are being lost uh, in in some of the younger generations today. Um, I, I like what you yeah. said there about uh, was it honor the past, prepare for the future? Is that what you said? Yeah. So um, our mission is to grow young minds with a unique approach to honor the past to prepare for the future. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, a pretty awesome way to go about it. And uh, yeah, there, there definitely is a lot of about American history that's been skewed, and and people are yes. not realizing where where our country came from and, and some of the great freedoms and things that made America so so special um, being lost today. So I'm I'm glad you all are doing yes. that. Uh, yes. uh, what are the ki- kinds of questions that parents come to you all with? whenever they're considering a Christian school for their children? And, um, you know, what, what kind of responses do you have to those questions? Yes, that's a, that's a great question. So we we get an array of questions as we're talking with our families, and we do invite our families in um, to, to have a one-on-one interview with myself as the building administrator as well as the teacher. And so um, some of the questions that have just come to mind, you know, what type of curriculum will you be using? And I spoke to that just a little bit. Um, earlier of, of that Bob Jones University, that true biblical-based, biblical worldview curriculum. Um, I think it's really important for uh, our parents to know and understand what their students will be engaging in uh, with their content and really come in as part of that community. We want them to be engaged. We want them to ask questions related to the content and really just wrap our, wrap our arms in a sense of that community of care around our students. So really seeing them as that vital community member when we're looking at that curriculum. Um, mm-hmm. Parents are asking about class sizes. So um, we will have multi-grade levels in, in a classroom. So for example, we'll have uh, kinder and first together, second and third, um, and so on. But for our, our elementary age uh, students, we will cap classrooms at 15 students total. Um, and then for our pre-K setting, we'll be offering a three and four-year-old classroom and then a separate four and five-year-old classroom. We'll cast those at 10 students total. Hmm. Um, several parents have asked about our homesteading and our music program. So um, we are uh, partnering with Maple Leaf Music Company out of uh, Carthage, Missouri. They are a Christian-based music company that will be providing all of our music and our programs for our students. Wow. Um, so. I've seen families really interested in that, wanting to get their students involved, um, you know, and just some of those fine art opportunities as well. Um, and something unique that we'll be doing um, at Pleasantville is uh, we're going to offer those one-on-one music lessons um, during the day. So if a family really wants to get their child engaged in singing or piano, um, they can choose to have those one-on-one lessons throughout the day in our school. Um, 
so that's just a, a different, uh, unique opportunity for our families as well. Mm-hmm. Um, other questions, plans for expansion. So this year we'll be focusing on students um, from three years of age up to sixth grade. Um, and we will grow our program year by year. So we do absolutely have plans to uh, expand and eventually have a pre-K to uh, 12th grade uh, program. Um, so, yeah, uh, a couple other questions. Are our teachers certified? Our teachers are certified. Um, they have either a current Missouri certification or they're going through a, a teacher prep program to obtain that certification. Um, wow. So we're really excited about that. Well, hey, I think it's great that y'all are just starting um, start starting where you are, but you have plans to grow it each year. And so hopefully we can talk more and more as the years go on um, uh, about how the school that. is doing. That'd be great to see it grow. Hey, one more thing I just yeah. wanted to touch on. Is one thing I really yeah. liked of what you said earlier is that, um, I, did you call it a home setting class instruction? Home, yes, a home setting. Yes. Okay. And so I, I just really appreciate that y'all are going to take the time to teach some of those, some of those practical um, <laughs> applications in life that I think most school situations aren't going to always get into. And um, I was a youth pastor for several years. I'd see that, you know, there's kids who don't know how to do some things that we'd call basic things like, um, like write a check or, yeah. uh, or write their name in cursive, you know, so, and it's, it goes back to that. There's a lot of these things that these younger generations are, uh, are losing and, um, and aren't being educated right. on. So I, I think it's great that you all are making an effort to do that as well. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're excited. It's a unique opportunity. Uh, we've hired our homesteading teacher that has background in homesteading, and um, she's excited to come on board. So, uh, yeah, we are excited about that, too. Yeah. Well, it's d- definitely some important stuff and some things that I think make your school really unique. So, Taylor, if people would want to find out more information about uh, Pleasantville Christian Academy, where, where would you send people to find that information out? We will have additional informational meetings um scheduled throughout the summer. So they can also reach out to me at 417-392-0917. Again, we have our Facebook page. We're very active on that, uh, posting, you know, what's what's happening with the school and um, things that are upcoming, as well as our website, PleasantvilleChristianSchool.com. Okay. Well, hey, we hope people will check that out. And uh, hey, Taylor Casada, thank you for taking some time with us today. Yes. And thank you for having me. I truly enjoyed this time together. Well, that was a great conversation. I'm going to take a short break here myself. But in the meantime, we sent John Ball down to McDonald County this past week, and he stopped by the high school down there in Anderson to learn more about a Color Run fundraiser that the students put on. We actually played a video of this news story on our Facebook page. And so if you would like to actually see it, you can go back and and view that on our Facebook if you'd like. But we're going to play the audio right here for you to listen to. John talks to Laura Gullett from the Children's Miracle Network, as well as a McDonald County High School student named Giselle Aragon. And then last, he talks to Nora Beechner, which is the little girl that the run was held in honor of. And she and her dad, Joseph, discuss what they do at the local Children's Miracle Network. So we're going to join that conversation now, and then I'll be back with one more interview for you today. Well, good morning. I'm John Ball with KNEO Radio. Luke Taylor and I are on site at McDonald County High School. The reason we're here is for something really, really special, really feel good. The National Honor Society made a contribution to the Children's Miracle Network. So when kids are donating and raising funds for other kids, it's just so heartfelt. Like high school students sometimes get a 
a bad rap for not caring and just kind of being all the time. And you know, these are such a good group of kids and they're giving back in a way that, you know, some adults don't. Mm. And um, our funds are providing specialty medical care, equipment, um, travel expenses. Yeah. And so um, this will help someone get to a specialty appointment. Um, Nora has appointments um, out of state and we help fund some of those travel expenses for her parents. What we did was just uh, set up stations with powder and like when they ran uh, towards the stations we would just uh, like spray the powder at them I guess mm -hmm. and it was just really colorful and nice and it did wash out but <laughs> the experience was really fun seeing everyone get together and Mr. Beechner with his family and raising the money to help out of course. Nora, you're the one that they made the run for and collected $1,200. Wow, what do you think about that? Mm, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it is, it's pretty cool. Mr. Beecher, tell me, how did all this get started? Yeah, so uh, my daughter Nora was diagnosed with a, a tumor, it's called a hypothalamic hamartoma, or hamartoma brain tumor. I'm glad I didn't have to write that down. I know, it's a, it's a yeah, it's a lot. Um, but Children's Miracle Network has been helping us out with travel costs and paying for some medical expenses since mm -hmm. uh, before she was one. Oh, wow. And so they're an awesome organization. They do a lot for our community. And, uh, you know, both my wife and I, we work in some of the local high schools. I work here at McDonald County. And some of the students wanted to see how they could help out and raise money for the area for Children's Miracle Network. And so um, this is our second annual Nora's Fun Run. Uh -huh. um, last year, the students raised $1,100, and this year they raised uh, a little over $1,200. So, oh, well, that's um, exciting. Yeah. Yep, but Children's Miracle Network, what, what I love about it is um, they're kind of regionally community-based, so this money is going to go right back into the Joplin area. Yeah, and this particular area is like 47 different counties? Is that I think right? so, yeah. yeah. Yep, I think so. That's an awful lot, and they go to all over from Nevada, over to Iola, down to the state line in Pineville. Yep. And they Last year, they helped out 118 kids. So this is a pretty worthy cause, isn't it? It definitely is, and, um, you know, aside from the financial help that they give, uh, families in the area. What we love about it is it's a community and um, different children and families, um, you know, figuring out medical uh, things that their kids are going through. It's just a, it's a group um, that we can all be together and, and kind of work through that stuff. You know, I like that word together because things like this, especially in southwest Missouri, when there are people in need, people draw together to do yep. what they can. Yep. Thank you so much Definitely. for visiting with us. Thank, Thank you. you, Nora. Thanks for being You're welcome. here. welcome. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you, John Ball, for sharing that report with us. And then we have one more conversation before we go today. We have James Heaney on the phone with us. He is the superintendent at George Washington Carver National Monument. And there's a special event going on over there on Thursday this week. And when we heard about this at the station, we were so excited to get to talk about it. And so we gave them a call. Hey, James, thanks for taking a little time out of your day to join the podcast. Hey, thank you, Luke. So tell everybody about what's going to be going on. On uh, Thursday, May 25th, we are hosting a naturalization ceremony. 
in partnership with the U.S. District Court and the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service, we are going to have about 60 applicants from over 20 countries being sworn in as American citizens on uh, on that day. The ceremony begins at 11.30. 11.30. So over 60. Um, is this something you all have done before? Yes, this would be... I'm counting right now. This would be the fourth time that we've hosted a naturalization ceremony. Okay. And let me tell you, it is such an exciting and uh, emotionally charged event. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people have worked for years, worked really hard, studied for years to become American citizens. And it's such a wonderful thing to... uh, host an event like this. It has so much meaning when it's done at a national park instead of in a courtroom somewhere. Mm -hmm. And what better place than George Washington Carver? I mean, one of our, you know, really prominent, remarkable American citizens. So it's very fitting that they would become um, citizens at this location on that day. Hmm. Well, I'd always just kind of imagined that people did this on a like an individual basis in a courtroom or something. So I didn't I didn't know they even had ceremonies like this. But um, uh, how does all this come yeah, about? Um, the National Park Service has been doing it for quite a while now. Um, there's been I think last year there were about a hundred naturalization ceremonies in about a hundred. Uh, different national parks all around the country. Mm, okay, so how did it get started with George Washington Carver um, being one of the places that would host this? Did you did you all contact them, or did they contact you? Do you know how all that came about? Uh, yeah, years ago, um, a fellow superintendent of mine, uh, I found out that he was hosting naturalization ceremonies, and he told me all about it. He highly recommended that we do the same here. So we looked into it. I want to say it was right around 2012. We contacted the um, uh, U.S. Naturalization and Immigration Service. And uh, ever since then, you know, they they were very excited about it. The U.S. District Court was very excited about it. Uh, So we hosted our first one in Hmm. 2012. I think that's pretty awesome. The fourth time we've been doing it here. Some national parks, for example, Fort Scott, Fort mm-hmm. Scott has done them almost every year um, for several years now. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I think it's great y'all are doing that. And so this is going to be on Thursday, uh, May 25th. It's going to get started at 1130 a.m. And is this something that's open to the public if anybody just wanted to come attend and, and celebrate? And Oh, yeah. If somebody wanted to uh, come on out and attend and observe, that, that that would be good. We encourage that. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it'd be a great opportunity, especially, you know, if there's homeschool families or just anyone, I guess all the schools are out probably by now, but uh, if anyone wanted to come watch, that's a that's a really great experience, it sounds like. And so um, that's going to be at George we Washington. Can't, we can't guarantee your key seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a huge tent out on the grounds, uh, and the seating will more or less be for the applicants and their family. Right. People are welcome to uh, to hang around outside the tent and watch. It's really a thrilling occasion. Yeah, and about how long does it last? Typically about 60 to 90 minutes. All right. And then afterwards, the Carver Birthplace Association, they're our longtime partner. In fact, they 
um, the origins of the organization date back to the grassroots effort to establish this park hmm. in the 1940s. Anyway, the Carver Birthplace Association, they're going to have um, a reception for the applicants and their families afterwards. Uh, they've got some food donated uh, for that. So uh, it's just a really nice, it's a celebration. Right. It's not just an official proceeding. It's a celebration of citizenship. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm really proud of all these people for uh, doing the work to, to achieve this. And so if people want to find out more about it, uh, where should they go? Should they, should they go to the website or the Facebook page? Where would you send them? I would send them to the Facebook page because that's where we're posting everything, you know, right up to the minute. And then they're welcome to uh, give us a call at the park. The number at the park is 417-325-4151. All right. Well, one more time. That event's going to be Thursday, May 25th at George Washington Carver National Monument, uh, located up in Diamond, Missouri. And so it's going to be an exciting day. And uh, if people want to find out more about it, there's the phone number to call. So we've been speaking today with Superintendent James Heaney. And hey, sir, thank you for your time. Hey, thank you, Luke. And thank you to all of our listeners for being with us today on the KNEO Community Connection.